Welcome back to the Troop Leader Experience Podcast. You know, I've been getting some really, really good questions, so I've been trying to save them and trying to get through this list, but I hope that you're not tired of these Ask Me Anything episodes. I am trying to get some more interviews scheduled, so if you're interested in doing an interview with me, there's no experience required. You can be a brand new troop leader who's just getting started and trying to figure out the ropes and we can chat about that. Also, you can ask me anything you want and I'm happy to help you live like one-on-one as long as you're willing to have it recorded to be a podcast episode. Um, Also, of course, if you've been around the block for a while, you've got some stories to tell and I would love to hear them and any amount of experience in between. It doesn't matter the age level of your girls. It doesn't matter how high impact of an experience you think you are doing. It doesn't matter, you know, obviously I'm going to ask you what you're proud of, but you don't have to be a superhero leader. You can just be an everyday person. And by the way, that already makes you kind of a superhero in my book, just for the fact that you are even willing to do this crazy job in the first place. So um, if you're interested, please let me know. You can slide into my DMs on Facebook or you can send me an email, girlscoutpodcast at gmail.com, and I will send you the link. If you want to find me on Facebook, uh, it's facebook.com slash Podcast is the page. Um, And then there's also a link to join the group if you want to. Anyway, if you don't know who I am, if you're new here, welcome. I'm so glad you're here. And I am Sarah. I live in Arizona. And this episode is part of a series that I call Ask Me Anything. And I know, very original name. Everyone does Ask Me Anything. But the point of these episodes is that I can answer just like I would if we were sitting down at coffee or brunch or any other number of food get-togethers. And we were just chatting about Girl Scouts and and you want to ask me anything you want and I'll address it on the podcast. So these are not like thoroughly researched answers. These are not... Um, you know, I don't have resources. I don't have a script. I'm not working off an outline. Uh, If you have listened to any of my older episodes, my solo episodes, I used to be very, very heavy in the research and very scripted. I still do some research heavy episodes here and there. It's just not sustainable for me to do that every week. So this is a lot easier for me to be able to get content out to you. But I think it's a balance. I think it's a balance. Plus, it's cool because I feel like I'm having an actual conversation with you. (laughs) So... This question today is from Tina, and she asked, how do you get girls interested in working on the real meat of the Girl Scout program, journeys, and higher awards? The topics seem to be too complex compared to badge topics, which I anticipate they'll be more interested in, based on our past two years together as brownies. They are now juniors. I'm interested in trying a journey with them, and I know I don't have to follow the manuals exactly, but it does feel more like it comes off as schoolwork. I'm not sure how to nudge the girls a bit into wanting to try one. So I think this is a really good question because everything in the Girl Scout program is totally optional. Uh, But of course, as volunteers who want to create a high impact experience for the girls in our troops, It can feel like, you know, I want to be a troop leader who's doing that. I want my troop to achieve awesome things. I want to do the like high impact stuff. 
So I am going to say um, it can be disheartening when your girls don't want to complete a high award or if they're unmotivated to and you want to be one of those leaders that's like helping your girls achieve really big things. Um, so I understand that. And definitely it is optional. It is not required. So as far as the journeys go, this might be an unpopular opinion, but in my personal experience, I did not give my girls a choice about doing a journey or not. I just was like, we're going to do one. You can pick which one. And then I talked about the different like kind of focus areas for the different journeys. At the time, I think there were only, well, I know there were only three per level. I think there are more now. Um, I'm not entirely sure how many there are because I know journeys look a little bit different when um, they are like a collection of badges plus a take action project. I think that's like the new uh, direction of journeys. And I say new kind of in quotes, like things really evolved in the um, since the pandemic. And if you've been listening to this podcast for a while, you know my troop actually disbanded uh, as a result of the pandemic. So we continued to meet virtually for like a year and a half, but then um, the troop kind of fell apart after that. So um, anyway, I I did not give them a choice. I presented the different um, options of what the different journey like kind of flavors were sort of the subject matter or the direction and then I let them pick from there and I also I'm probably even told my girls that it was a what do you want to do first choice not a um you may never have to do one again if you don't like it kind of a situation like that's not how I did things um so if you're new, this might feel like a lot. If you're new and you're listening to this and it feels like a little bit out of your depth, then um, stay with me. If you are, if you've been around for a while and you've been listening to this podcast for a while, then you might be familiar with the way I approach year planning. So what I do for year planning when, especially when my girls are about to bridge up from one level to the next we go through what reflecting on the badges and the journeys that they did earn at the previous level. And then we look at the badges and journeys that are available at the level they're bridging into. And we talk about what they're interested in and what they liked best in their previous levels, what they would wanted to have done more of, um, what they're most interested in and most driven by in the upcoming level. Also questions like they're, you know, getting to know things about them, like their favorite activities at school, their favorite subjects, their favorite, what they want to be when they grow up, um, their favorite activities or field trips that we've done as a troop. And I use those to also gauge what badge work we're going to do. So I just did an episode about girl-led. So don't come for me that this is not a girl-led experience if I pick the badges, but I picked the badges. Like if I'm just being being point blank, um, I sat down with my co-leaders and we built out our calendar for the upcoming year based on the what the girls said they were interested in and wanted to do and then what we noticed they were interested in. And we did lead the troop from that standpoint. Not everybody does that. And I totally support that there's lots and lots of ways a troop can look. 
It does not have to look like that. But that's what I personally did. And when I start my next troop, I will be doing that again. Now, as the girls get older, like when they get into high school, I can't say for sure that I would not... <laughs> uh relinquish some of the plan some more of the planning obviously my girls did plenty of planning but um i would gladly be open to relinquishing the calendaring of the year to the girls as they get older i think that's something that especially in high school that experience that i would sit down and do with my co-leaders could be done with high school girls um i think that that would be good skills for them going into college, frankly, to kind of practice looking at the whole year, balancing their priorities, balancing what they know is coming up seasonally, managing a busy calendar. Uh, if, so if they're going to college after high school, I think that's a really, really valuable skill set to have going into college. But my girls did not stay in Girl Scouts into high school. So my oldest girls were in eighth grade when the troop disbanded. So um, we did not get there. And then also the last year and a half of their Girl Scout experience was totally virtual. So it looked totally different. So um, so I can't speak to that if you're listening and you have high school girls. But into middle school, I was still, my, my co-leaders and I were still dictating what the troop did, but it was based on what the girls were interested in. And then we pursu pursued other meanings of girl-led other than like the girls lead the meetings. And I talked a lot more about that in my recent girl-led episode. So kind of a side tangent there. But um, on that same note, Tina, <laughs> literally, I did not say, do you guys want to do a journey? What do you think? And I did not try to do a sales pitch to convince them that they should. I literally just said, hey, guess what? We do journeys in Girl Scouts. It's part of what we do. And here's what the point is. We're going to explore this direction or this topic or the subject matter. We're going to build some skills and explore these different areas, these different directions. And then we're going to plan a take action project to uh, have an impact on our community related to that subject matter. And there's a bunch of different kind of focus directions we can go and you guys can pick which one you want to do first. And that's really how I went about it. <laughs> um, and so they did pick their, especially by juniors, I'm going to say probably in brownies, we weren't even that explicit about it. I think we sort of just treated it like badge work and then just introduced them to the concept of a take action project and like talked about what makes it a take action project versus community service and, um, you know, why it was important to do and also community services important to do. And we had those kind of conversations uh, at the brownie level. But I don't think we even explicitly used terms like journey with my troop at the brownie level. At the junior level, I think I did make a direct connection to like, hey, juniors have the opportunity to start what's called high awards. And there's three levels. There's bronze, silver, and gold. And uh, juniors in fourth and fifth grade can actually be working toward the bronze. So that's the highest award a junior Girl Scout can earn. It's the third highest award a any Girl Scout can earn. You can earn silver in middle school. You can earn gold in high school. 
The bronze is typically a group project that we're going to do all together. Silver is the way we did it in our troop was um, you could do it solo or you could do it in pairs. And then in high school, the gold is a solo project. So you can see how the progression happens. And journeys with a take action project are part of preparing for it's a requirement for bronze. So I introduced it exactly like that. Like we have to do one so you can pick which one we're going to do first and have to is relative, right? Like I don't know if I used the term have to, but it's required in order to earn our bronze. So this is what comes next. And I sort of left it open to like this is what Girl Scouts do and this is why it matters. And it just kind of worked with my group. Um, so it wasn't much of a sales pitch, uh, but they definitely had buy-in. They definitely picked which they were interested in starting with. And um, we went from there. Now, as far as uh, how to make it not feel like school, I think this is where the girl-led aspect really does come in. So the ones that are organized where they're just collections of badges, that's not going to feel any different until you come around to the Take Action Project. You're just doing badge work. Um, but the journeys that are based on, like, the journey books and they have, like, this, like, kind of special experience um with like an arc and then you earn the three parts or whatever over the course of the time and then you do the take action project on the end uh that is the kind of journeys we did with my troop and because the other ones didn't exist at the time and um i think maybe the maybe they had started coming out in like 2019 but anyways so uh, we were just doing the book ones at the time and the girls in my troop, just being totally transparent, never had the book, saw the book, knew there was a book. Like that was one thing to me that I didn't know how to make it not feel like school. So um, and and not that honestly, I had kind of two two subgroups of girls. I had some girls, especially in my first group of juniors, because uh, I had a multi-level troop, my first group of juniors, so my oldest girls, when they were juniors, were much more academically driven, generally speaking. That was not 100% true, but it was mostly true. <laughs> um, the year below them, they were much less academically driven. So my oldest group of girls in my multi-level troop actually probably would have been pretty on board with following a book and it feeling kind of like school because they thrived at academics um that that group of kids um the group below them though if they were handed a book and we were like those are doing at girl scouts they would have either just uh cartwheeled away and done their own thing or they honestly would have quit the troop like there's no way that that group was definitely not going to be the the academically driven group they were much more physical much more social they needed that kind of stuff so um with my older group uh, my oldest group, when the first one that went through um, like the junior level of journeys and uh, then the bronze award, we did have some days that were more school-like where we went to the library. We had a library day. We got to work with some librarians in the children's section who went over some like research skills and some library skills because <laughs> that actually was not being taught to 
kids in school, um, in their school at that age at least. So they really didn't know how to use a library or to do any kind of searching on the internet. So in the children's section, we had some children's librarians and um, library aides who actually did a session with our girls about that. And then we did a, a couple of library days where they were able to do some activities that included some research for their bronze, um, which is kind of jumping ahead a little bit. But I mean, you mentioned the real meat, so I feel like it's all still relative. Um, but the um, actual journey part, I read the journey. I read about the journey. I read people's recommendations for activities for the journey. And then I adapted it myself for things that I thought my girls would want to do in order for them to build the same skills and to take the same <laughs> journey. So um, that's really how I did it. And like I said, they literally never saw the book or even knew there was a book. I believe I heard that the books are being retired for the journeys. If you're listening and you have an active troop, you may already know that. You may know better than I do. I will try to get more information on that so I can confirm for sure or deny. It might only be some of them. I'm not 100% sure. But I did read that somewhere that uh, there was talk of, of retiring those so um, or evolving them anyway. So and that's not surprising because they've been out for a while. It is time that they get overhauled because honestly, just even the references and, and whatnot, it's going to feel less relevant to girls over time. And being at this point, some of them like 10 years old, <laughs> that. That's already, we're looking at a totally different group of girls today as we were 10 years ago. So that's, that just makes sense. Uh, it's like literally a different generation letter designation now than it was 10 years ago going through those journeys. So, um, Anyway, I hope that that kind of helps with some clarification as far as like the journey part feeling like school. Um, I could specifically dig into some of the different journeys about ways to, you know, activity recommendations or things like that if you want some inspiration in that way. And then for the high awards, and I did get another question about this. I might have it on my phone. Let me look. Okay, I can't find it um, easily, but I know I did see one. Somebody asked me somewhere, and if this was you, shout out to you. I apologize that I don't have your name easily accessible to me, but somebody asked me about how to get girls to come up with ideas for their bronze that are not just animals, and that feels very related to me. Okay, I found it. It's Amy. Amy asked, any tips for how to help my junior troop brainstorm for bronze or honestly any take action? We get stuck on animals and I'd like to try to get them to think bigger and widen their scope. We'll probably still end up with animals, but who knows? And there's some good conversation going on on that post. I want to say first and foremost, if the girls are interested in something like if that is something they clearly have in common and they're interested and motivated by it, run with it. Like there are so many things that can be done for animals and you never know. They may grow up to be pet groomers or run a pet boarding business or a pet store or, you know, 
like having a local business in their community supporting animals and that or they could become a veterinarian or um, any other kind of animal animal trainer, any other kind of animal helper or animal support person. They could run an animal rescue nonprofit. Right. Like there's so many directions that these girls could end up going and it could all go back to the fact that when they were in Girl Scouts, they had a leader who really let them run with their passion about animals. So if that is what motivates them and that's what drives them, let them be motivated by animals. That's like one thing I would say. I knew a girl when I was growing up, we were not in Girl Scouts together, but we were both Girl Scouts. Um, that's not necessarily relevant to this, though, but she was super obsessed with animals. And she actually grew up to be a veterinarian for the Navy, which is also confusing to me because, like, I didn't. I didn't know that was a thing, but she is a vet and she is in the Navy. So I know it's real. Thank you, Facebook, because we've kept in touch that. Well, we haven't kept in touch because then I would know more about what she does actually as a veterinarian in the Navy. But um, she uh, and now I'm questioning, is it the Navy? Like it could be the Army. Okay, you know what? This is a ridiculous example. But my point is, this is a theme from her childhood that she was such an animal lover and she grew up to pursue a career with animals. And I think most people who grow up to pursue a career with animals loved animals their whole lives. So it's not like a negative thing to let them. And I know you didn't say it was negative, um, but it's not a negative thing to let them just run with what they're interested in and what motivates them. When you start having girls in the group who are sick of animals or who want to do something other than animals and they're complaining or they're like, it's always animals, like this is Animal Scouts or something like that. That's when you have to start like kind of being, I guess, quote unquote, concerned. But otherwise, I would say like, let them love what they love and push them to pursue it. Let them know. I think it's so easy as adults to get into like, I want you to have a wide range of experiences so you can make like a well-rounded, well-rounded decisions. And, um, and I want you to do something realistic, right? Like that's something my parents always used to drill into me. Uh, I wanted to study theater in college and my mom told me no, even though she was not paying for it. But she told me, no, I could not. And I wanted to go to law school. And I said, I think that would be great pre-law. And she said, um, what if you don't end up going to law school, which I didn't. <laughs> and um, <laughs> what's funny is I'm an entrepreneur. I run my own business now. And like I could have a degree in anything or no degree at all and still be doing the job that I'm doing. So I definitely could have studied theater and I would have loved it. I would have loved to have that experience. And I just think we have the opportunity to be an adult in these girls' lives that like encourages the things that light them up. So, you know, one of the things in that girl led episode um, that I did the other week, last week, I think last week I've been batching these. So it's like a little confusing of what order they're coming out in. But um, I think it was last week's episode about girl led and what it means to be girl led and the seven different elements of these seven different suggestions, whatever, of being girl led. 
And a big part of that is like listening to them and recognizing what they recognize and like notice what they notice and listen to them. And if what they are telling you is that what lights them up is animals and what they're driven by is animals, just run with that. It They could grow out of it. It could change um, for silver and gold. Or maybe they will literally change the world when it comes to animals and it will all go back to the fact that you encouraged them and, and pushed them even further down this animal loving path. <laughs> um, as far as broadening their horizons, one thing I will say is the variety of badge work that you do during the year, I think, can really help with that. So, like, a big part of um, what I would really promote to my girls is that they would pick, you know, like I said, um, they would talk about what they're interested in and what they're most excited by. But we would also throw in some experiences that would push them outside of their comfort zone. And that wasn't that's a big part of of the GIRL, right? Uh, Go getter, innovator, risk taker and leader. A big part of that is pushing girls out of their comfort zones and helping them get comfortable with being uncomfortable, which is like a really hard skill for any of us. And it's a really big growth and development point. And I think that matters. I think it's a balance of things that they're comfortable and they know they love and then things that we're introducing them to to let them explore. And so I think, you know, uh, just using brownies as an example, balancing like dancer, home scientist um, and uh senses i loved the senses badge senses and home scientist can kind of feel similar but dancer and then um you know bugs can just like totally push them of like ah we're doing a bugs badge but you can really end up having first of all amazing memories and second of all um a lot of fun pushing them out of their comfort zone and that can encourage them to explore these different elements and somebody recently was talking about on this podcast um that the bugs badge one of my my recent interviews was talking about the bugs badge pushed their troop uh to learn about butterflies and butterflies stayed a theme for these girls and their families all the way through into high school so um First of all, butterflies are not gross or scary. And second of all, um, they that is one example of a way that like broadened their horizons by just sampling some of these this variety of badge work. And um, that led the girls to find new things that they never thought that they would be super into that they ended up really loving. So that's the main way I would push like broadening the horizons is um, field trips and badge work that is a balance of things they already love that they're going to go crazy for, right? Like um, these uh, animal lovers, let's take them to horse camp. Um, do like a horse, some kind of horse or not not necessarily camp, some kind of horseback riding thing. They're going to go nuts for that. That's like a big one. Right. And in exchange for doing something that they're going to go crazy for and it's going to be wonderful and it's going to be a, a big deal. That's a big deal event or activity. Balance it out with like having a bug guy come to a meeting with like a bunch of different creepy crawlies to introduce them to like the world of bugs. Right. And they're going to scream and it's going to be exciting and they're going to grab each other and, and cling to each other like they're terrified, even though like it's a bug in a glass case or something. Um, but, 
you know, these kinds of experiences can balance each other out. As far as the actual Take Action projects and high awards, though, I think um, to a certain extent, I think the journeys having a variety of directions to go will also help girls uh, get experience in these different directions. And I actually do think that's one of the really important elements. I've talked about that on this podcast in the past Um, But I think that's a really important element of the journeys is that it gives girls the experience learning about different different things, different subjects and going in different directions and then also planning projects that are really different. And then when they actually do their high awards, let them just do the stuff they love. Honestly, just let them go in the direction that they love. So that's my advice there. Hopefully that helps for both of you. And I'm glad that I found your question, Amy. I knew I had read it. It was living in my head rent free ever since I read it. And um, and Tina, I hope this helped you as well. And yeah, if there's any other questions you want to ask, you can email me, girlscoutpodcast at gmail.com, or you can find me on Facebook and you can ask me over there. And uh, yeah, hopefully this was helpful. Also, if you ask in the Facebook group, you're going to get not just me hopefully getting a chance to answer your question on a podcast episode, but you're also going to get our whole community. Um, well, not the whole community, not everybody is going to comment, right? But you're going to get access to other people in this community who are like-minded volunteers who want a high impact experience for their girls and they're positive and they you know it's not going to be like a rain on your parade kind of a group um, that will chip in and give you some advice too so if you're on facebook totally recommend the facebook group it's just facebook.com slash girl scout podcast and um if you're not on facebook you can still email me <laughs> girl scout podcast at gmail.com uh all right well i hope this was helpful and i will see you right here next week 